Section two of Apis Malefica by C. W. Wolfe. Recording by Marie Dom. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Apis is the most appropriate remedy for inflammation of the tongue, mouth, and throat. The following symptoms may be looked upon as striking curative indications. 378 to 380, 383, 384, 399, 400, 405, 406, 409, 410, 413, 419, 436, 437, 439, 443, 444, 449, 455, 458, 459, 463, 470, 471. Burning of the lips. The upper lip is swollen to such a degree that the inside seems turned inside out. Swelling of the lips and tongue. Swelling of the upper lip. It becomes hot and red, almost brown. Dark streaks along the vermilion border, particularly on the upper lip, rough, cracked, peeling off. Violent pains spreading through the gums. The gums bleed readily. The tongue feels as if burnt. Tongue and palate are sore. Raw feeling, burning, blisters along the margin of the tongue, very painful, stinging. At the tip of the tongue, a row of small vesicles which cause a pain as if sore and raw. Dry tongue. The inner cheeks look red and fiery with painful sensitiveness. Inflammation of the tongue. Inflammation and swelling of the palate. Burning, stinging sensation in the mouth and throat. Pressure in the fauces as of a foreign body. Tialism. Copious accumulation of a soapy mucus in the mouth and throat. Dryness and heat in the throat. Inability to swallow a drop with swelling of the tongue. Sensation of gnawing and contraction in the throat, increasing after four hours so as to render deglutition difficult. Sensation of fullness, constriction, and suffocation in the throat. Deglutition painful and impeded, stinging pains during deglutition. Swelling and redness of the tonsils, impeding deglutition. Angina fossium. Chilliness followed by heat. Violent pain in the temples. Redness and swelling of the tonsils, uvula, and fauces. Painful and impeded deglutition, and stinging pains when attempting to swallow. The more frequently we make use of apis in the treatment of these very common forms of angina, and of the inflammation of the salivary glands, which are so closely connected with the other parts of the throat, the more we become convinced by the most striking success that this drug is by far the speediest, safest, and easiest remedy which we possess for the treatment of these exceedingly common and yet so very distressing affections. Not only in common affections of this sort, but also in the most acute and dangerous forms of angina fossium will apis be found efficient. Even where these affections are hereditary, or have become habitual, and generally terminate in suppuration, apis will still afford help. In these affections, likewise, apis acts most promptly and efficiently if given in alternation with aconite. Both remedies in the third dilution, a few drops dissolved in twelve tablespoonfuls of water in alternate hourly doses. After taking a few doses, the patient begins to feel relieved, enjoys a quiet sleep, and the resolution of the inflammation takes place, accompanied by the breaking out of a general perspiration. 
if there should be a natural tendency to suppuration this treatment will hasten it from hour to hour and after the pus is discharged a cure will soon be accomplished in the most inveterate cases which had been previously treated in a different manner the same curative process takes place gradually first one outbreak of the disease is hushed next if another portion of the throat becomes inflamed this inflammation is controlled and this proceeding is continued with an increasingly rapid success and a continued abatement of all sufferings until finally a perfect recovery is obtained even under these disadvantageous circumstances apis is not sufficient to prevent the recurrence of such inflammatory attacks this object has to be accomplished by means of the appropriate antidotal specific apis becomes an exceedingly useful remedy in consequence of the specific power which it possesses over the whole internal mucous membrane and its appendages it is particularly the mucous membrane of the alimentary canal upon which apis has a striking influence it excites an inflammatory irritation which not only disturbs the secretion of mucus but also disintegrates the intestinal juices so essential to the process of sanguification thus disqualifying the blood from properly contributing to the reproduction of the nervous tissue by thus altering the blood and nerves these two principal vehicles of vitality it develops a group of symptoms which is exceedingly similar to our abdominal typhus but seems to have become stationary among us for the last twenty years this similarity in its totality results from the following symptoms contained in the american provings three ninety eight troublesome pains in the gums four hundred the gums bleed readily four o two bitterish taste in the back part of the tongue and in the throat four o five tongue as if burnt four o six tongue and palate feel sore four eleven a number of vesicles and small, sore, somewhat red spots at the tip of the tongue and along the left margin of the tongue. 413. Dry tongue. The inner cheeks look red, fiery, or painfully sensitive. 416. Burning from the tongue down the esophagus as far as the stomach. Erectations every four or five minutes with flow of tasteless water in the mouth. Erectations became worse after drinking water. She almost felt as if choked. 420. Swelling of the tongue. The tongue is dry, shining, yellowish. 421. Tenacious saliva adhering to the tongue. 424. Tongue dry and white. 427. Feeling of dryness in the mouth and throat. 441. Fetid breath with gastritis. 445. Quantity of thick, tenacious mucus deep in the throat, obliging him to hawk. 447. Tenacious, frothy saliva. 450. Dryness in the throat without thirst. 452. Loathing as if out of the throat. 459. Sense of fullness, constriction, and choking in the throat. 474. Loss of taste. 475. Complete loss of appetite. 488. No thirst, with heat. 492. Very thirsty when waking at night after diarrhea. 495. Erectations tasting of white of eggs. 501. Nausea and vomiting. 504. Fainting sort of nausea from the short ribs across the whole abdomen. 512. 
Vomiting of the ingesta. 513. Vomiting of bile. 516. Vomiting and diarrhea. 517. Nausea, vomiting of the ingesta and diarrhea. Repeated vomiting, first of bile, afterwards a thin watery fluid, having a very bitter taste, with violent pains across the abdomen. 518 to 525. Oppression, pressing, creeping, drawing and gnawing, pricking, soreness, heat and burning in the stomach. 528. Painful sensitiveness in the pit of the stomach, with burning like heartburn, with bilious diarrhea, rather greenish and almost painless. 530. Violent pain and sensitiveness in the region of the stomach and epigastrium, with vomiting, coated tongue, fetid breath, costiveness, and sleep disturbed by muttering in dreams, with frequent wiry pulse. 533. Sense of numbness under the right ribs. 532. Sense of compression, squeezing, bruising under the ribs, worse on the left side. 535. Violent burning pains under the short ribs on both sides, worst and most permanent on the left side, where the pain is felt for weeks preventing sleep. 543. Rumbling in the abdomen with violent urging to stool. 545. Nausea in the abdomen has to lie down. 546. Weight in the abdomen. 547. Dull pain in the bowels. 552. Occasional attacks of colic with a feverish, tremulous sensation. 553. Violent cutting pains in the abdomen. 555. Slowly pulsating, boring pain above the left crest of the ilium, relieved by eructations. 556. Pain in the abdomen from the hips to the umbilical region. 560. Soreness and pressure in the lower abdomen. 563. Feeling of soreness, burning, and numbness below and on the side of the right hip, deep-seated. 566. The inner abdomen feels sore and as if excoriated, painful when pressed upon. 567. Feeling as if the bowels had been squeezed with tenesmus during stool. 576. Fullness and sense of distension in the abdomen, as if bloated. 589. Frequent urging to stool, with pain in the anus on account of the frequent pressing. 590. Violent tenesmus. 593. Several thin yellow evacuations, accompanied by excessive prostration. The stool set in at every motion of the body, as if the anus were wide open. 598. Copious discharges of dark brown, green, and whitish excrements. 599. Dysenteric stools. 608. Blood and mucus with stool. 611 and 12. Painful and also painless diarrhea, especially in the morning. 617. Retention of stool for one week. 646. Disagreeable sensation in the bladder with pressing downwards in the region of the sphincter and frequent urging, so that he voids urine frequently in the daytime and ten or twelve times at night, burning and cutting during urination. 668. Urine is dark colored. 730. Hoarseness and distress of breathing. 733. Roughness and sensitiveness in the larynx. 738. 
violent cough, especially after lying down and sleeping. 754. Hurried and difficult breathing with heat and headache. 803. Sense of soreness, lameness, bruised and contusive feeling in the chest. 812. Trembling and pressure in the chest with embarrassed breathing. 818. Pulse scarcely perceptible. 822. Pulse accelerated. 833. Swelling of the cervical glands on the injured side. 968. Extreme sensitiveness of the whole body to contact. Every hair is painful when touched. 971. Excessive nervousness. 979. General lassitude with trembling. 994. In the afternoon, he becomes extremely restless and exhausted. 1011. Paroxysms of great weakness. 1021. Sudden weakness, he had to lie down and lost his senses. 1025. Complete loss of recollection with vomiting, desire for sleep and rest, slow beating of the heart, and scarcely perceptible pulse. 1032. Excessive drowsiness. 10.39, starting during sleep as if in a fright with some cough. 10.46, sleeplessness. 10.47, restless sleep, frequent waking, and constant dreaming. 10.64, chattering during sleep, in the case of a child. 10.81, chilly every afternoon at 3 or 4 o'clock. She feels a shivering, worse during warmth. Chilly creepings across the back. The hands feel numb. An hour after, feverish heat with rough cough, hot cheeks and hands, no thirst. These symptoms pass up gradually, but she feels heavy and prostrated. 1089. Chill after a heat of 36 hours. 1090. Sudden chilliness. Afterwards, heat and sweat. 1124. Alternate sweat and dry skin. 1198. Thick urticaria, itching a great deal, very soon. 1224. Swelling and erysipelatous redness. 54. Unable to concentrate his thoughts. 57. Dullness of the head, it feels compressed. 62. Vertigo and weakness. 79. Dizziness. End of section 2.